Welcome to the Will and Aaron Show. Uh, we talk about local football and basketball, including the Northern Indiana Conference, the Northern Lakes Conference plus teams in St. Joseph and Elkhart Counties. We also discuss Northern football. Aaron, how are you doing this week? Doing pretty good. Um, yeah, no complaints. How are you doing? Same here. Ready to get going with another episode. Um, had a little bit of basketball going on and uh, you know, college football bowl season is, is upon us, so that's always fun. Um, but uh, we got a, a good lineup for us today. Let's start with topic number one, Mishawaka boys basketball head coach uh, Bodie Bender. Uh, coach, good to have you on the show again. How are you doing? Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I'm doing pretty well. Good to hear. Uh, coach, you went 2-0 this past week. Uh, let's talk first about that Michigan City game. A road contest against a uh, Doolin Conference opponent. You won 54-42. I think most people that know basketball would would say that winning on the road at Michigan City not an easy thing to do by uh, any stretch of imagination. So how did Mishawaka pull off the win? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. It's uh, obviously the Wolves Den a tough place to play. Um, Tom Wells does a terrific job with his bunch. Um, they are long, they're athletic, um, <clears throat> coming into the game, they were, they were averaging almost 65 per game. Um, so we knew that we couldn't get, uh, in an up and down game with them. Um, we had to, at times make them play at our pace. Uh, we knew that they would put on a little pressure. I thought our kids, um, obviously handled the pressure pretty well, especially early in the game. I think we got three or four early layups in the basketball game. And he ended up pulling off the pressure a little bit for a while. And uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it just came down, uh, uh, you know, in the half court, especially defensively is, is we kept them in front. We guarded, we made them take tough shots. Um, and they ended up five of 26 from three. And then the key was not to give them second chance opportunities. I think we limited them obviously in that area. Uh, I don't I don't really remember too many second chance opportunities from them. Um, and then for us, it was come down and, and obviously get good high percentage shots and finish when we could. If we could get to the free throw line, we obviously wanted to get to the free throw line. Um, you know, so that was kind of the game plan going in. And then and then watching um, guys like uh, the Murphy kid and Alan Briggs, who are good players, and then Elijah Mitchell who runs the point a little bit for him. Three, three very good perimeter players that, you know, I told the kids, um, you know, Monday, and I told them before the game started, I said, you, you guys let these guys go off for seven, uh, 15 to 17 apiece. Uh, we're probably going to walk out here with, our, uh, with a two-game losing streak. So um, I, I thought our kids did a great job of uh, really honing in and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, doing the game plan to to how we needed to do it to to win the basketball game at Michigan City. Uh, so Michigan City had a 35-33 lead and going to the fourth quarter. Uh, you guys yeah. went on a 21-7 run and finished that game in fourth quarter. What catapulted the cavemen during that stretch? Well, I mean, we had some guys in foul trouble. I know Brady was in foul trouble. Rasan was in foul trouble. Um out in the third quarter, they made their little run. They went up two, um, but you know, I don't think our guys panicked. Uh, veteran group, uh, they played in a lot of big games now. 
Um, you know, and they just stayed the course. We had a couple steals uh, in transition. I remember one where Hassan came down, laid it in. Brady stole the inbounds, was getting ready to fall out of bounds, threw it back to Hassan. Uh, he caught it, drove it in, got fouled, laid it in for a three-point play. And really, that was kind of the backbreaker for them. Um, and that allowed us to really stretch the lead out to 10 or 12 points in the fourth quarter and, and walk away from Michigan City on a Tuesday night with a victory. If we look, now move on to the Concord game here, you know, you have a unique connection with Coach Deshaun. Both are Jimtown alums. And you were an assistant on his staff at one time. What's it like to coach against him? Uh, oh, it's it's hard. Um, I was I was just kind of ready to, to throw the ball up and let's play. Um, you know, we talk just about every morning on the way to school. Um, and, and we did. We talked Friday morning. We didn't talk anything about the game Friday night. Um, usually we talk about other things, um, maybe, you know, common opponents, uh, you know, with both of us being in the NLC, he'll give me some things. I'll give him some things on what to look for. Um, you know, we'll, we'll complain about Notre Dame football stuff. We'll complain about Chicago bears football stuff, but, um, we, we didn't talk a whole lot about, about the game. Um, and, and we don't, um, and, and in fact, we, we text that night. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to play against somebody that, you know, and, and you respect and his kids play hard and they run his system to a T they're very disciplined and they are tremendous defensively. You know, Concord led for parts of that first half and even into the third quarter there. Uh, game, there was a key moment there. Game was tied 23-all, and Cooper Pritchett got a block of one end defensively on the very next possession. He scored in the post to put Mishawaka up 25-23. A lead that you guys would not relinquish the remainder of the game. Um, how big was that moment, and how were you guys able to sustain and finish out that game there? Well, it was it was real big, and I would say before you go back to Cooper's bucket in the post, um, that put us on a seven zero run at the point. Uh, we were down twenty three eighteen. Brady Brady Fisher hit a big three for us on the wing off a ball screen um, to make it, um, you know, twenty three twenty one. And then we come back down off of a miss or a steal, and we make another bucket to make it twenty three all. And then you know Cooper did what he what he did defensively and then got a look inside to score. And we it seemed to never really relinquish the, the lead from there. Um, you know, and I think at some point we stretched it to nine. And, and a nine-point lead in that game almost felt like a 15-point lead. Um, just, I mean, offensive possessions and buckets were at a premium. And, and neither team really uh, gave up a whole lot the whole night. You know, this week you faced New Prairie, a team – uh, perhaps in a rebuild mode under first-year head coach Ben Wigginton, uh, but they still play tough. You know, this weekend you play in the Phil Cotts Memorial Tournament at Kokomo High School where you, you face off with Riley. Uh, potential uh, matchup with maybe Kokomo the following day uh, and the number one player in the state. Uh, what do you want to see from your guys this week? Well, I'm hoping that we can continue to to be on a roll here Tuesday night, um, back at home. Finally, we get two games in a row at home before we go back on the road, starting the year, four games on the road. Um, so hopefully we can, you know, continue the trend that we had Friday night and, and 
sneak out a, a W if if you you know if you will on Tuesday, and then we've got to get ready for a very 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 good Riley team. Um, you know, and we're going to have our hands full with them. They they got virtually five guys on the floor at a time that can score, especially out of their five starters. Um, so yeah, we're going to have to really lock in defensively. Uh, Friday afternoon, about twelve forty-five at Memorial Gym in Kokomo, and you know, and, and then you know, if we win that game, we'll figure it out from there. But really, I'm just kind of worried about that game first instead of talking about playing Florida Bedunga in Kokomo if we would win the basketball game. Oh, well said, Coach. Uh, I tell you what, I've I've had the privilege and honor to uh, actually be in that Kokomo tournament. Is what a unique facility, a lot of rich tradition mm-hmm. there. Um, is that the first time you guys have been in that, uh, tournament? It is. So, uh, and you'll know, you know, about a, a week or two after the season was over last year, you know, Kokomo kind of pinged something on that um, org website where they were looking for more teams for the tournament. And so I called down to Dean Huppert at the time, who was our athletic director, and he's moved on to the marketing role at Mishawaka. And uh, said, hey, I, you know, with this team coming back, I would like to get in this thing. Um, I would like to I, lo- I would like for them to see some competition. Um, so he called down there. We got in. I don't think it was full yet when we got in. And so this will be the first time. I, I think this is going to be uh, a great experience for our kids. It gives us some time to kind of go out and go down there and, and hang out with our kids, you know, away from kind of family members. Um, you know, we're going to stay the night, so it'll be a different experience, but I think it'll be fun for our kids. Um, and, and they're going to get to see some elite programs down there with not only Riley, but you're going to have Kokomo, you're going to have Jeffersonville, you're going to have Warren Central, you're going to have Plainfield, you're going to have Mount Vernon, you're going to have New Haven. So there's some good teams down there with a lot of athleticism, and, and I think it will only help us, um, you know, for later in the year and, and come tournament time. Absolutely. Well, hey, Coach, we we appreciate you hopping on today to talk Mishawaka High School basketball, and uh, good luck this week as you face a couple uh, of opponents there. Yeah, hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Well, that was Mishawaka boys basketball head coach uh, Bodie Bender. Aaron, uh, always great to hear from Coach Bender. Yeah, it is, and uh, we're fortunate to have another great coach on with us talk about their big week. Topic number two, Northridge boys basketball head coach Scott Radiker. Um, Northridge had a really good, solid week uh, this past week, beating Riley at home last Tuesday and Goshen on the road on Saturday night to open NLC play. Let's first talk about the the win against Riley. Uh, coach, uh, uh, you won 42-41. Uh, what, what was the big difference for your team in this game? Well, I, I think defensively it was our best game of the year to that point. <clears throat> Um, you know, for 32 minutes defensively, uh, you know, so that was a big key. I thought for the most part, we did a good job, um, keeping them out of the paint and, uh, and rebounding with them. You know, they were getting, I mean, they had games where they're getting 40% of their misses, uh, on old boards. And, uh, you know, I think we were able to reach the 67% defensive rebounding mark, which our goal is 70, but you know, I'll take 67 against a team like Riley, uh, you know, so, you know, those two things, uh, being able to keep them out of the paint, being able to rebound, uh, obviously were, were, uh, things that help us, helped us to hang around and give us a chance to win. 
Yeah. So was it as much your on-ball containment or was it your your first guy help was just really solid? Like, was, Which one was like better? Well, I think it was just collectively, um, you know, our – our guy on the ball, our guy, you know, it's hard to keep a team like Riley in front of you without, you know, with one-on-one matchups with our, with our team, you know? Um, so we stressed, you know, Hey, it's five against a ball. And, uh, you know, we had guys we had to play a little closer to and couldn't help as much, uh, you know, a lot of stunning in the gaps and things like that. And, and, uh, you know, forcing them to take mid range contested shots was our goal. And, uh, for the most part, we were able to get that done. Uh, you know, they, 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 did take some tough shots. Some of them were because of our defense. And, um, and some of them, I'm sure, you know, coach Daniel probably didn't want his guys to take, you know, that quickly, but uh, you know, it, it was, it was just a, it was just a grinded out battle kind of opposite of what I thought it would be going in. I thought both teams would end up in the seventies. Um, but uh, you know, it was more of a, you know, just a grinded out game possession it came down to last possession, obviously. And, and, uh, you know, Mason Bales was able to sink those two free throws to give us a win. Yeah, you it kind of leads into my next question here. I think, like, fans and other people that look at the numbers probably thought the same thing. High-scoring game. Yeah. You know, were you happy keeping it in the 40s? Uh, did you like the pace of the game? I, I was just happy winning. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it's not, it was good for us because we now know we can win two two different kinds of games. We can win yeah. a it out low scoring game, you know, prove to our kids we can do that, and we can win a high scoring game. You know, we've done that a couple times already. So, um, was it the you know the pace we necessarily you know, and and I think you know we we missed a lot of good looks. We we had a lot of good looks. So did they? They they missed some too. And uh, but I think overall the defense from both teams was really good and. Uh, you know, uh, really, really making making the other team work offensively. They did a good job getting back. That was a big key for us, too. We did a good job getting back on defense and, and taking away their transition stuff. So, you know, it became more of a half-court ga- half game than I think either one of us expected. Yeah. Um, so was it uh, both offenses were struggling because of the defense was that good from each team or – um, was it low scoring by choice, uh, ball, uh, p- being patient with offense and sh- good shot selection? What type of game was it? I don't think it was by choice. I, I, you know, I, there wasn't a lot of real quick possessions, but I, I think, you know, nobody was trying to hold it or, or do anything like that. Uh, you know, like I said, we, the shooting in the game was, I think a combined, 22 for 87 or something crazy like that between the two teams, um, which was, which isn't good. And part of that was because of the defense. I mean, that was part of it. You know, you know, both teams four shots, but, um, but we, you know, both teams also missed some good looks and uh, you know, in, in a tight game, obviously, you know, we had the lead, we had a 20 to 12 lead. They came back and, you know, it took a while, you know, we didn't score for a while and, then they took a seven point lead and then we got back and tied it. And from there it was just, man, back and forth, uh, you know, from one possession to the next, every, it was like a sectional game. I mean, every possession was important. Um, and, uh, you know, we made some big plays down the stretch, thankfully to, to get it done. Uh, you know, at the end, we got a great look for Mason Bales, um, to win it. And, 
in hindsight, there might have been too much time left on the clock if that ball had went in, <laughs> which you know probably still would have been about seven seconds left for them. But you know, then Hayden Johnson runs down the the, the loose ball and a rebound, yeah, and and he saves it. I mean, just makes a great hustle play, saves it, Gideon to our player Gideon Campbell. He reverses it to Cam. Cam hits Mason. Mason gets to the rim and gets fouled, and now there's two seconds left, and and he goes to the line. So. Um, and you know, knocked them both down. So it was just a, it was just a great finish, great team win for our guys. And one more question before we turn to Goshen here. Uh, you mentioned about uh, the confidence uh, of being able to win both ways. Um, to to be a team like Riley the way you did. Um, what does that do for your group? Um, to to know that uh, hey, you know, we can we can win in multiple ways and, and how much more confident are they now? Oh, I, I think it's huge for our guys. I mean, they were so excited after the game and, and they felt really, really good about themselves and, and, uh, and, and how we battled and fought. And, but you know, the, the key is, you know, just saying, Hey, you know, we, we can't be happy with that. I mean, we got bigger goals, you know, and, you know, I told him, I said, the next goal is to meet up with them again in the tournament which, you know, would be regional time. So, you know, I mean, that, that, that's the goal. Uh, and I'm sure that's, they'd love that too. Uh, so, you know, it was, uh, but our guys, man, we, we were pretty confident before that, but anytime you win a game like that, and they were pretty highly touted coming in, they've been beating teams pretty good. And, um, you know, to get a win like that at home, you know, on our home floor in front of our home fans is, is just really, really good for our guys. And what role did the home crowd play? I'm sure it was an electric atmosphere there. Yeah, you know, the Madhouse is a great place to play. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not huge, but it seems like there's a lot more people in there. You know, the band was there, and we have a great band who does a great job during games. And it's just an amazing atmosphere. And I think, you know, most opponents would say it's a tough atmosphere to come in and, and play in. And uh, so, you know, our fans are and our band, it, it's huge. When they're all rocking there, it, it gives us an extra boost of energy. So uh, it, it was an exciting high school basketball uh, atmosphere, for sure. So let's turn our attention to the Goshen game. Uh, you guys uh, withstood a flurry from the Red Hawks in the first half. Uh, Goshen led by eight at halftime. But slowly your team kept chipping away and chipping away at the lead until you guys gained the lead in the fourth quarter there uh, and, and seized the game from that point on. Um, what do you attribute that comeback to? Yeah, I think just perseverance and, and you know, just the way we practice. I mean, you know, I, I think it goes back to that. We, I mean, we go extremely hard and we put the guys in tough positions and like, you know, we'll do segments where the JV's up 15, four minutes to go and, and you got to come back and win. And, you know, a lot of times our varsity does it, they come back and our JV's not terrible, you know? So, you know, you're playing in a flurry. We work in a lot of game situations in that four minutes and, um, you know, and so, you know, our kids in practice, you put them, it's, it doesn't compare to a varsity game, obviously, but, um, but it's stuff that we try to, simulate in practice and you know it showed up in that game we slowly you know seized the momentum in the game i uh, got it to five i mean it was a nine point game with just over 30 seconds to go in the third and we were able to score you know score the last four points of the quarter get it to five and um you know like i said from there we slowly 
were able to, you know, we hung in there, uh, made some plays when we had to, and finally, you know, finally got the lead. But Goshen played really well. Uh, you know, we I thought we did it, you know, once we figured out the zone, you know, we did a pretty good job of getting it into the interior of the zone all night. I mean, we threw it to the middle and and finally our guys started to see shoal down low, uh, you know, from a high low look that we were getting constantly. So uh, that helped us. And in the second half, uh, we also shot five of 10 from three. You know, the first half we were um, three for 14, which, you know, had some great looks, didn't go down. Uh, but uh, we were more we were more concerned with our defense. You know, we thought we were getting good shots in the first half. And we thought, you know, if we could get some of those to go, we'd be OK offensively. But we were we were not happy with giving up 31 points. Not, you know, we didn't really uh you know, pay attention. I mean, we, we missed some of the things in the scout that we had worked on for three days and some of the kids went brain dead on a few plays, uh, uh, there and lost people. But, um, second half was better. Uh, you know, uh, it was better, but, uh, you know, we, we've got a ways to go defensively and, and that's something that we, you know, we continue to stress, but, um, when it came time to make some plays defensively last night, our guys stepped up and showed a lot of toughness. So uh, I'm pretty happy with that. Now, Aaron, uh, I know you were at the game. You were texting me. And uh, it's interesting, Aaron, because you're our Northridge grad, but you also (laughs) teach in the Goshen School. So some of those guys were four students of yours. So how how were you feeling watching that game? You know, it's tough. It It was a great basketball game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's tough. And you know, I feel a little internal conflict at times, but I thought both teams were playing pretty hard, and obviously, your, your team executed down the stretch. Yeah, yeah. When we got them, you know, when we when we got them to go, man, was a big key uh, for us. You know, one of the big goals for us. You know, we had a pretty good feeling that they, they were going to zone us. They played a lot of zone coming into that game, and you know, we'd spent a lot of time working on it, but. Um, you know, shots weren't going down. We missed some reads in the first half. And, um, but you know, we, one of the goals going in was, man, we got to get the lead You know, we got to hold the lead, you know, and we got to get, you know, get it to our tempo and, and all these things. And, and we didn't do that. They did a good job in early of, of getting that momentum early in the game. And, um, like I said, it was nice to, you know, once we got them to go, man, we had a pretty good feeling of, you know, of what we could do there. So. Yeah, definitely. And if we look ahead to this week here, you host a really good South Bend Washington Washington team. You know, a team looking to rebound from a tough loss mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Or I'm sorry, that would Saturday. Yeah, yeah. you you yeah they fit, they played Saturday. You played them Tuesday night. When, and then Wednesday you play, night. Oh, Wednesday. Yeah, we're okay. Wednesday night. Gotcha. And then you play four Wayne Lures in their first game of the Laporte tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are you gonna? What will you be looking for from your team this week as you face some pretty tough non-conference competition? Well, it's just, yeah, it's, things just keep coming our way. This is the stress <laughs> yeah. of our schedule that is just really, I mean, has been challenging every year. I mean, this year we're not going to Noblesville, but we still open up with a really good Lures team in, in that tournament in Laporte in Washington, you know, and I'm sure that is one that coach Varg is just going to mark off the list as, Hey man, we got, we got B we're going to move on. Cause Washington's a really good team. Uh, he's done a great job there. They're very athletic. And of course they got one of the top players in the state. And, um, you know, anytime you got a player like that, 
Um, you can beat anybody on your schedule. So they're going to be hungry. I mean, you know, coming out Wednesday night to redeem themselves from Saturday, we're going to, we're going to get Washington's best effort. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be an, another great battle. I expect it to be, you know, maybe similar to the Riley game and, uh, you know, playing them on, uh, on Wednesday night. So, but we're excited for the chance. I mean, we, you know, you got to win a stretch of games like this. If you're going to win a sectional, you got to be able to beat good teams consecutively. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna see where we're at Wednesday night. You know, hopefully the snow stays away so we can get practice in the next couple of days. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. Well, Coach, uh, it's always a good time when you're uh, uh, joining us on the show, and we appreciate you hopping on talking about Northridge boys basketball and uh, we, we want to wish you the best of luck this week as you, you face Washington and, and have that uh, uh, LaPorte tournament with forming lures. Appreciate that. We're looking forward to it and I love what you guys are doing, promoting the game of basketball in this area. So, you know, you guys do a great job and I really appreciate you having me on. Well, guys, that was the Northridge boys basketball head coach, uh, Scott Radiker, Aaron, uh, it's always a pleasure to talk with uh, Coach Radiker there. Yeah, it was fun to hear his thoughts on a really big week for the Raiders. And yeah, looking forward to our next guest, too. Yeah, so let's move on to topic number three, and that is uh, Jimtown High School Athletic Director Scott Hamstra. Um, you know, uh, Scott is a former Kankakee Valley High School uh, standout basketball player. Uh, he went on to play at Grace College for the Lancers. Um, and uh, since his Grace days, he's been a teacher coach at numerous schools, including the Kankakee Valley School System, Jimtown, uh, one year at Niles. Uh, now he's in his first year as the athletic director. Uh, I had the privilege and honor to serve on his staff while he was a girls basketball coach coach there and got to know him through that uh, we also go to the same church and uh actually we're in the same small group now so uh it's been a pleasure to stay in touch over the years uh, i know i can personally say i'm a better person and coach because of of your of his influence on my life so uh uh scott great to have you on our show and thank you for joining us thanks for having me great to be here so let's talk about um how, how, let me ask you, how's year one of being the Jimtown Athletic Director going? Uh, it's been pretty chaotic, uh, a lot going on. <laughs> uh, I've been in education my entire career. Uh, my educational career has been teaching, and, and even I've been a year principal, assistant principal a few years. So the, the athletic director, I I thought would be a, an easier transition than what it's been. But uh, as much as you have to do as a principal – athletic director, I always feel like you're trying to juggle about six different things at the same time. And you're, you're looking three years in advance. You're looking a week in advance. You're looking at that, that moment, that night. There's just a lot of different time periods that you're trying to organize, get ready for. And uh, a lot of times, you know, within a 15 minute period, you're working on about three or four different projects. So uh, it's, it's exciting because there's, you don't know what each day is going to bring. Um, but it's, it's, it's also very challenging in the time aspect, the organization that you have to have and, uh, just, uh, the amount of different, um, I don't know, the, the amount of different, uh, uh, 
projects that you have going on at one time, whether it be scheduling uh, for for different athletic teams or if it's scheduling for the the gym schedule or just uh, capital projects as far as facilities and or just little projects as far as basketballs, baseballs or whatever uh, type of equipment that you need. But there's just a lot. There's been a lot that's going on. And so uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I feel a lot more comfortable when I get year one under my belt and I kind of have an idea of what's going on to this next season. Uh, but right now you just take it as it's coming and, and try to write down things so I can hopefully do it the next better the next time it goes around. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. Jim uh, uh, Town has a long-standing tradition of achieving ath- athletic and academic success. Uh, what structures are in place that help you and the programs to sustain that level of su- success? Well, I think... First of all, we've got a really great community that supports us um, in so many different ways. I think we we run a really good tournament just simply because of the amount of people that come in and help out, right? whether it's the hospitality room or it's uh, making sure that the officials or the opponents feel comfortable or just the amount of resources that people are willing to pool in to an event. And we do that and they do that in all their athletics. Like uh, we're just a really tight knit community that's willing to help each other Um and, and just can be very, very hospitable. So I think that's one thing that is just great about the Jimtown community. Um, but then also just uh, what we have structured is just our values, what we value. We value hard work um, and we try to um, we try we try to encourage that. We try to, uh, you know, have uh, have ways in which that can be credited and uh, there can be recognition for hard work. Uh, we have we have grit and something that we I like to bring back more of in the history. We've had great grit at where we just where tough things happen and we persevere through that. And I think that's we're trying to put some of those things in place. Um, and uh, again, just the support of the school as well. Uh, we, again, it's a smaller school community. So the teachers, uh, administrators uh, really support each other. Um, whether it's athletics or or mu- the music program or anything, we all try to pull around and and uh, help each other, encourage each other to be our best, uh, but then also support to make sure that we can be our best. So I think there's a lot of that going on, and and uh, again, uh, trying to make sure that we get the best coaches that we can get and the best teachers that we can get. So we're always striving um, to get better, and uh, that's an expectation, and that's something that I think at Jimtown. Uh, we pride ourselves in that we're always working on getting better. We have never arrived, um, but we're trying to improve, whether it be facilities or uh, how we coach or how we do youth sports, those types of things. We're always trying to find ways to get better. Yeah, well said. Um, you know, everybody knows that Jim uh, Town is entering into the newly formed Indiana Northern State Conference. How are you feeling about this transition and how could this move potentially benefit Jimtown athletics? Uh, we're really excited about the transition. Uh, I think we're going to a conference where we have schools that are close to our size. Um, and I think athletically it makes sense. Uh, it helps us in a much more competitive environment in all sports for us. And I think as far as a community goes, we can, um, can identify a little bit better with these types of schools that again, same size, same type of makeup that we have. And, uh, I think it's going to be a great transition for us. Um, and I'm, there have been challenges with scheduling just because NIC you, you lose a lot, uh, or you have all of a sudden have a lot of openings. 
So trying to get those openings has been a little bit of a challenge. But I think from our youth on all the way up, this gives us some stability in a conference that we know uh, these the, the schools are, are, again, similar size. So these athletic programs are very similar to us. And we have a goal in mind now of, of where where we need to be. And it's and it's a very attainable goal um, to try to win these types of conference against these types of conference teams. Um, it takes a lot, it'll take a lot of hard work and we will have to be very intentional on how we go about that. But I think it, for us as an athletic program, I think it will only help us and benefit us and help us grow where I think we lost a little bit of that when we went from the NS, the old NSC to the NIC, uh, just some, it was, it's just, uh, NIC was just, uh, I think it was the right transition that we needed to make at the time. But I think overall in our athletics, it was just a difficult transition when you're playing schools. Um, that are that are well, quite frankly a lot bigger than what we are, and uh, different. Uh, there's just a lot of challenges that went into that with different types of sports. When you're dealing with all different types of sports, uh, numbers wise, uh, definitely fluctuated for us in those types of sports, and then also our ability to compete in some of those sports. And so now, when we're in a conference where uh, we feel like if we can. Um, uh, do what we're supposed to do on our end, we can compete in any sport uh, and, and have a chance for any conference. Again, if we uh, put the work in and, uh, and that's a very attainable goal. We're, we're excited about making that transition in that phase. Well said. Well, folks, that was the Jimtown athletic director, Scott Hampshire. Uh, Scott, thank you so much for uh, hopping on our show today. We're going to turn our attention to topic four, some local hoops headlines. I'm going to start on the boys on Tuesday night, which saw Goshen win at Clay, 63-52. Uh, Ryan Eldridge led the way for the Red Hawks, who had 20.7 rebounds. Gage Worthman also was double figures with 15 and 8 rebounds, as well as Andre Williams, who had 13 and 5 Aaron Northwood outlast Jimtown 33-32. to Coach Wigginton gets his first win as a new Prairie head coach, beating Oregon Davis 53-45. to So let's move on to Friday. Riley held on to beat St. Joe 79-72. Uh, Riley came out hot, put pressure on St. Joe early on. Chase wasn't hitting perimeter shots, uh, and, and Riley was able to bottle up Jace lead pretty well now the wildcats turn st joe misses into easy transition buckets Peyton beard was effective in that first half which made coach draven who was in attendance uh the high coach of bethel pretty happy uh second half came and it was all st joe uh i would have loved to be a fly on that wall aaron in that st joe locker room uh whatever was said by uh Coach Gaff uh, must have worked because St. Joe trimmed a 30-point deficit into a two-point deficit uh, and made it very interesting. Chase uh, was more aggressive, attacking the paint, converted more of his buckets instead of settling. Jace got going. Rashawn Woods added, added 15 points. Uh, Riley, to their credit, made enough plays down the stretch, though, to get the win. Payne had a huge bucket out of a timeout to extend the lead for good. The Wildcats. While we see over Warsaw 56 51, Miles Everingham scored five straight points in 30 seconds and two free throws down the stretch. 
proved to be too much. Maddox had 15 points, six boards. Sophomore Nolan Holsworth finished with 14 points and four seals. Colin Zybarth had 13. Yeah, this may be one of the more surprising games of the weekend. Quite the back-and-forth game. You know, the Tigers were led by Luke Bricker with 15. Robbie Finlinson and Bram Martin added 11 apiece. Uh, Northwood pulled away from Plymouth in the second half and won 58-46. Ethan Wolf got it going in this game. He's finished with 23 points. You know, Tyler Roche did his thing inside. He added 16. Altered some shots in the paint. I'm not sure the official amount of blocks he had, but you know it's going to be a block party most games with Tyler Roche. Uh, Owen Raider got it going as well offensively, added 13. Keegan's stats made a huge impact in this game on both ends of the court as well. You know, the Panthers' defense made it really difficult for Plymouth in that second half. Yeah, and the Pilgrims were led by Caden Ellery, 22 points. Kobe Walters with 11 points. Two guys who have to be counted for when you play the Pilgrims. Riley, Washington, Penn all added another NIC win as they unbeaten in conference play. Tyler Layton of Jimtown gets his first win as head coach. They beat New Prairie. Uh, you know, uh, there was a cool moment, Aaron, where Coach Wigginton uh, and then the Prairie Athletics gives Coach Layton a game ball for his first career win. Uh, what a what a class act by the Cougars. Yeah, definitely. That was a cool moment. Saturday in boys' hoops, Warsaw wins big at Gray's College, the character champions tournament there. Over Washington Panthers, 86-45. Folks, I did not misspeak. That was 86-45. Four Tigers in double-figure scoring. Yeah, that, those four guys were Robbie Finlinson, who had six threes in the game. He finished with 22 points and nine rebounds as well. Luke Yeager had 14 and six. Drew Sullivan added 15 points. And Brant Martin, 12 as well. All right, some stats from the Northridge Goshen game. Uh, the final score was 68-62. Mason Bales had 24. Brady Scholl added 19 to lead the Raiders. Uh, Gage Worthman was doing work in this game, especially the first quarter and a half. He had 14 in Goshen's 18 in that first quarter, and he would finish the game with 31 points to lead all scorers. Now, St. Joe got back in the win column by coming from behind to beat Fort Wayne Concordia at Ray's College. Concord also got back in the win column as well by beating East Noble 54-41 to in the morning game at the Grace Champions of Character Classic. John Glenn's head coach Travis Hanna picks up win number 300 as his Falcons beat LaVille. Congratulations on that accomplishment. So let's move on to the girls here. Bethany's uh, Kristen Harson uh, picks up her 200th win as her Bruins beat Lakeland Christian. Yeah, uh, Lady Minutemen ended a 16-game losing streak in the NLC by beating Mishawaka 40-32. Congrats to Coach Abel and his team. And Northwood Lady Panthers... Uh, took down the Bremen Lions as well, 63-55. And the Plymouth girls got an upset win 
over John Glenn, 35-22. How about that for defense there? Uh, Pilgrim limiting uh, the Falcons to just 22 points. All right, so let's move on to topic number five, power rankings. Uh, Aaron, why don't you uh, uh, let us know who the top 10 are as well as who made the honorable mission? Yeah, this was tough. Um, we'll start at number 10. The team that dropped the most since we did this a couple weeks ago, that would be Northwood, who's now 3-1, and 1-0 and in conference, you know, number 7 and 3A last week. That's the AP poll. You know, they're going to they're gonna be a team that will be on this list, and they're improving each week, so they're going to scare you teams still. Number 9, Goshen, 4-3. and three. Uh, Beat Clay this week. You know, they hung with the Raiders, and they're a new entry to our power rankings. Number 8, St. Joe, 4-3. and three. Uh, Number 16 in the AP, that'll probably change a little bit. 1-1 one one this week as they got back in the win column, like we mentioned. They are down four spots. Number 7, Concord, 6-2. and two. Uh, They were ranked number 18 in the AP last week. They're up two in our power rankings. Number six, Washington, six and two. We'll see where they're at in the AP rankings this week. Number five, Warsaw, who's down two spots in our rankings. They're sitting at four and two. Mishawaka moving up three to number four, who are four and one. Uh, Yeah, I think they have the highest strength of schedule. That could have changed the last time I looked, but number three, South Bend Riley, six and one, four and zero in the NIC so far. Ranked in both the polls, they're up three. Number two, Northridge, six and one, has the longest win streak right now in our area. Uh, they're up three spots. I kept Penn, at, or I guess I was more in charge of this this week, so I kept Penn at number one which you may argue, if you're listening, they could be lowered. But they're 5-1, and one, still have one of the top Sagarin ratings in our area. Yeah. Well, what do you think about our power rankings? You know, Aaron, um, I thought you did a great job here uh, at ordering these teams Uh we're so fortunate to have a lot of great teams in our local coverage area. Um, Northridge Raiders, they're just a hot team right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Riley and Mishawaka play each other this week. What a game that's going to be. You got Warsaw and Washington, who we just recently played. Um, you know, so these teams are playing each other, you know, um, Northwood Goshen will play each other down the road. So things will shake up, you know, this is, this, you know, we do this every, what, two weeks, Aaron. And, uh, we saw quite a bit, bit of movement. I, I can't, I'm excited to see what the, the next batch of power rankings is going to be like in two weeks, uh, down the road here. How about the mentions? Uh, who made the elementary list there, Aaron? Well, I, I put Wallace C as my first honorable mention. You know, they had that really great win against Warsaw and the Tiger Den. They're 4-2 and two right now. 
And then the second one, Marion, who's their record doesn't really show how good of a team they are. They're two and five, but they've played some really tough competition. Yeah, I agree. Well, Aaron, it's time to it's time to do the uh, power rankings for the girls' uh, local basketball teams, and we'll start with number ten, the Bethany Christian Bruins. Uh, they're ten and one on the year. Obviously, um, that probably didn't play as well they, as they wanted to against that big matchup with Wabasee, but they rebounded nicely after that. Uh, Coach Parson uh, got that that milestone moment, you know, in her career, um, and and they're they're a solid small school team uh, and it's quite an accomplishment to be in the power rankings number nine Elkhart they're six and six uh they're down four spots um probably more to do what the other teams are doing than what maybe they're doing but uh, uh number eight Wawa C Warriors are 10 and three they're new in our power rankings here uh they just keep winning uh, and um uh, um you know, the, the Lady Warriors are off to a good start so far. Uh, seventh, Northwood Panthers are 10-2 overall. Uh, they're up three spots from the previous power rankings. Uh, the Lady Panthers, you get this vibe that maybe they're getting back to the uh, traditional Northwood girls basketball teams that are um, very tough teams. Uh, we'll see how good they are as they have some tough games. Uh, down the road, Fairfield Falcons eleven to one. They're up one from last time. Uh, you know they just keep winning games. You know last year they won the state finals. Uh, and they had to re- uh, replace some pieces from that state finals team. This year, they're still plugging along eleven to one. Fifth is New Prairie, also eleven to one. The Cougars. Um, they stay at the same spot. In fact, one through five are all the same spots from the last time we did this power ranking two weeks ago. Um, and New Prairie has a big game looming. Penn at four, uh, they're 10 and four on the year. Third is Warsaw, eight and four on the season. Second is Northridge, they're 12 and one. And of course, number one is the Washington Panthers at 11 and Three now, a couple of losses are to outer state opponents, um, and so uh, the, the, they they find uh, challenges uh, from outside of Indiana. There, uh, honorable mention: Plymouth at six and six, Bremen six and six, and Jimtown at seven and seven. Aaron, quick thoughts on the girls' power rankings here? Yeah, some some movement, bottom half of this top ten list. Um. Yeah, again, a lot of solid areas, girls' teams as well. And I think a lot of the the top-tier teams here will be playing each other pretty soon, so get to see maybe some more movement or maybe some shakeups. Obviously, number one, Washington is probably going to have that on lock. One would, one would think. <laughs> All right, so let's move on and top at number six, the Will and Aaron weekly picks. Here's a quick update on a weekly pick record. So to date here, Aaron is at 23 and 12 overall and went six and four last week. I am at 20 and 15 and I went three and seven. Ouch. Wow. So I, I got some work to do to catch up here to you, Aaron. You had a nice solid week. Yeah. You know, I can't 
got lucky, you know. I'm sure I'll probably have a bad week here uh, soon. Wouldn't want to wish that on, on you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's start off with the boys, and then we got some girls game to pick here. First game for the boys, 6-2 and two, Washington at 6-1 and one Northridge. Of course, these records at the time of the recording. So, um, Aaron, what do you got? I'm going to take Northridge at home. You know, I've, I've watched them quite a bit. I like what I've seen. I think this is going to be another close game, though, to come down to the end. Washington has talent, and, you know, it should be a good test for both teams, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, I don't think Washington will get blown out like they did against Warsaw. I think they'll straighten that out. Uh, but I like Northridge as well. They're playing pretty well, uh, pretty good, and it is at Northridge, and, and that's a tough place to play, as Coach Radiker mentioned earlier. Central Noble at Bremen. Aaron, what's your pick? I like the Lions. Uh, I think they're having a nice start to their season. You know, Central Noble is going to be a tough opponent. Obviously, we're picking this game for a reason. But I think I'm going to take Bremen at home. Okay. I tell you what, I'm a fan of Coach Miller. Uh, his son is doing great things at Taylor. Anything's going to get better and better. Uh, but uh, Central Noble, I like them a little bit better. I think they win a close game on the road. I got to try to catch up with you somehow. So I got to pick yeah. You know, oh, uh, I got to pick opposite and be a contrarian here. Uh, I will say this about New, uh, Central Noble. Coach Lemon is off to a good start in his first year uh, of his coaching career. I'm going to pick the Cougars over the Lions. Penn at Chesterton. Ooh, Aaron. Yeah, this is a dandy. You know, I, I wanted to pick the local team, uh, you know, Penn's entering an interesting part of their schedule. You know, they kick it off with Chesterton on the road, which will be three straight. But I think I think Chesterton prevails at home. I think it'll be a close game, maybe down the stretch. But I'll go with Chesterton. Okay, going going against Kingsman and picking Coach Urban. I tell you what, uh, I I'm fine. I'm very fond of both these coaches i think yeah. uh both of them do an outstanding job and at their respective schools uh speaking of coach coolman and coach urban i got a lot of respect for both of them uh chesterton i looked at their schedule they barely lost to brownsburg brownsburg beat the defending 4a state champs and ben davis i do like penn but i think chesterton's uh got two players that are going to be issues for penn that's tyler Parrish and justin sims uh, both will be playing at the next level somewhere. Um, so I'm going to take the Trojans at, at their place. Uh, but I agree with you. I think this will be a tough game uh, that possibly could go down to the wire here. Riley versus Mishawaka in the opening contest for both these schools down at Kokomo at the Phil Cotts tournament. What do you got? Mishawaka. Um... I like their toughness, experience. I think Riley has some experience too, and they're a pretty tough team. I think this should be another great matchup. Um, you know, Riley's explosive, uh, and they show they can beat some really good teams. You know, they 
they were in the Northridge game and they beat St. Joe this week. But I just, I don't know. I feel like Mishawaka has the that mental toughness. They've been in some big games. So not that Riley hasn't, but I don't know. I just feel like Mishawaka in this one. Okay. I, I, I agree with you. I think Mishawaka is well coached. Uh, and they play extremely hard. Uh, Riley is athletic and skilled. Wildcats start fast, but they need to finish better. Um, if Riley can put together a full, complete game, then I think I think Riley can beat Mishwaka. So I think they put it together. I'm going to pick Riley over Mishwaka. Again, I got to be the contrarian here. I got to catch up with you, Aaron. So uh, <laughs> I do respect Mishwaka. I think they're a great team. I, uh, I think Coach Bender is an outstanding coach. Uh, but I'm going to pick Riley just to try to catch up with you. Jimtown... At South Central, now we're switching over to the girls' games. Aaron, your pick. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with South Central being the home team. I don't like picking against our schools, but I'll give the slide edge to South Central. You know, this is going to be a tough game uh, for the Jimmies. I just can't pick against Coach Williams. She's an outstanding coach. Uh, I can't pick it against my alma mater. Jim Town will find a way to get the job done against a pesky, very solid satellite team. I'm going to go with the Jimmies here. Northridge, 12, uh, Northridge at Penn. Ooh, Aaron, if you're a local girls basketball fan, this, this is one of those games you circle on your calendar and it's finally here. Who do you got? I think the Lady Raiders continue their win streak. Uh, it's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but I will go with Northridge. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I respect Coach Ulrich and the Ladies Kingsman, uh, but I think this might be the year of the Lady Raiders. Uh, Coach Springer has them playing at a high level. I'm going to also go with Northridge as well here to uh, beat Penn. Marquette at New Prairie. This should be a, a fantastic game. Aaron, who you got? I'm going to stick with the Lady Cougars. You know, they're having a great season. And I think their winning ways continue in a really tough game. You know, both teams are playing good basketball. Uh, this is this will be a good test for Coach Litka and the Lady Cougars. I'm also going to pick New Prairie to win a tough game, a, a non-conference win as well. Penn at Valparaiso. Aaron, what do you got? You know, I think Penn is going to end someone's win streak this week. They got a good opportunity against Northridge and now Valpo. I, I think this might be the one they get. Uh, yeah, so I'll take them to end Valpo's seven-game win streak. Ooh, okay. You know, Penn and Valpo, they've got two common opponents when I look at their schedule and compare. Valpo beat Maryville and Crown Point. Penn lost to Maryville, but they did beat Crown Point in overtime. I'm going to go with a slight underdog here. I, I'm I'm going to pick the Lady Kingsmen to get the upset win and to beat Valparaiso. Well, Aaron, that wraps it up for our weekly picks and also for our episode. Um, boy, what a great episode we had. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got to... Talked to two coaches that had big weeks and got to hear from an AD and his perspective. I want to thank all our guests again. Yeah, well said. And 
Um, we always have fun doing these uh, weekly picks and highlighting our local teams. Uh, I want to let everybody know that uh, we really want to hear from our student athletes, the leaders. And so uh, Aaron and I, uh, 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 we think it's a good idea to uh, give the young people a platform to talk about leadership. And so um, Aaron's going to take a couple of weeks off uh, over the uh, over the holiday break. Uh, but we will have a special episode uh, at some point coming up where we specifically talk with uh, the youth leaders, student athletes around our local coverage area. And I, I'm so excited for this. We got a lot of great candidates that the head coaches have given us, uh, nominated for us. And um, Aaron, uh, it's going to be a great episode. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that. And- it's a great idea, so you can take the credit for it, Will. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> well, um, Aaron, uh, until next time, um, we'll, we'll see you next when you come back from your break. Yeah, looking forward to it. All right, well, thank you for listening to the Will and Aaron Show. If you are enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to rate and share our podcast. Leave a review. It will help us out. You can follow us on X at Will and Aaron Show on Instagram at The Will and Aaron Show and you can like and follow The Will and Aaron Show Facebook page. Now thanks to you we now have listeners from 9 different countries 33 states across America and 155 US cities. Tune in next time as we discuss more local high school sports and Notre Dame football.